everyone and welcome back to the Sounds of Stadia podcast, episode number 109 of your weekly Stadia show where we round up all of the gaming and weekly Stadia news for your listening and viewing pleasure. We've got a fantastic show lined up for you this week talking about all of the super exciting Batman news, Riders Republic free trials, brand new games coming out of Ubisoft teasing exciting returns to super super fun franchises. All of that and much, much more, so stay tuned and tune in for the Sounds of Stadia podcast with your host, Chris, alongside the man of many pixels, Mr. Richie. Hello, everyone. Hello, this is everyone. Not, this, this may be the third time we've tried this intro today. This is the fourth time we've tried this intro <laughs> fourth, today. Fourth. We've been interrupted by a cough, yeah. a, a phone call yeah. from my wife, um, messing our intro up just by general... Me just not paying attention. Me just not paying attention. And here we are for the fourth attempt. Uh, don't forget, we can do this in a lot less attempts. If you click like down below, subscribe to the channel and hit that bell so you're kept in the loop with all of the good Stadia juicy stuff we bring you right here. Like our first looks, like our weekly live streams, like our side quest episode which goes live every Friday and all of our wonderful members get that up to six days early by clicking join below and supporting the channel, supporting us three gentlemen, bring you better Stadia content every single day. Even though we don't do it every single day. We try to do it every single day. Keep it tuned to our Twitter. I usually tweet out about once a day, usually. So, at CyberChris2077. At RichieC89. And at AdaxisLP. And, of course, you can still follow us on our main account, which is at HelixCloudGames. But you're not here for that, folks. You're here to talk about all of the Stadia news. We've got a... Like I said, Richie, a super busy week this week. There's so many good, gigantic stories we could delve into. So, before we get into all that, big shout out to everyone who's tuning in so far. You're all amazing. No matter how you listen or watch the show, over 500 of you do it every single week, and it makes our lives a lot, lot easier. Um, we need to shout out, of course, the hashtag Caring from the Clouds movement, which is still going on uh, with our friend John Scan, all of the amazing Stadia community out there who are playing all sorts of games, raising all sorts of money for amazing, amazing causes. Check out our Twitter feed. We've retweeted and such on there. Uh, but yes, Richie, we're into like the third week of the month of still just all this amazing money being raised. Uh, so a special Incredible. round of applause and shout out to you wonderful folks out there. Richie, this last Thursday, yeah. we played Riders Republic. It's in Indeed. the news, but we might as well address it right at the beginning because we had a great time. Free trial and all, so it didn't cost us a yeah. single penny. Um, we jumped into Riders Republic uh, we had a terrific time, albeit there was yeah, a, a, I had a hour's worth of tutorial to get through first almost. It was fun, it was enjoyable. But when we say an hour's worth of tutorial, it's not like teaching you to suck eggs tutorial. It's actually, you are playing the game, it's just a bit of a very more curated experience before it kind of lets it open in the world properly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it um, was super yeah. fun. So and... it's, it, it, it's only worth really paying attention to if you kind of want to, you've got a four hour, four hour demo, do you want to play with friends? Bear in mind you've got that basic first hour to get through before you can. Yeah, certainly do. Uh, but yeah, I, en- I enjoyed it absolutely. Um, I'm still on the... Fa- this for me with the Ubisoft games. This is the one that I don't feel like I want to pay full price for. However, the Ubisoft Plus subscription, this is the type of game that would get me in the door with that. Because yeah. I don't, there's just something about it where I don't want to pay... I think it's probably about £60. I don't quite yeah, have it's... the funds to drop on that right now in and amongst everything else. However, a monthly subscription that just gives me access to it for for a little monthly fee seems more reasonable that's, for me. That's kind of where I'm I'm at with Ubisoft Plus. Is like, 
once I finished Persona, finally finished Persona, and I've I've said for a few weeks now that I'm looking into thinking about Ubisoft Plus and potentially jumping into a Ubisoft game as my next experience. That's where something like if yeah if I if I get Ubisoft Plus, then I will play Riders Republic on it, but I'm probably not gonna drop the money for the game outright. Mm-hmm. Although it probably deserves it, and I probably would get my money's worth over time. Yeah, it's an interesting proposition how obviously more subscription services they need to stack their content so people keep coming back uh, we've seen it with like the likes of Disney Plus where once they came out to the year anniversary and everybody was due to resubscribe or due to cancel they dropped the, the Star Fox all that content got added like a whole new slew of things to keep people coming back and I think Ubisoft now they've got Far Cry that's came out then you've got Riders Republic and then as we go into the new year you've got uh, Rainbow Six Extraction and, and similar to last year they had like Assassin's Creed Immortals well you Assassin's Creed still getting supported, so you can keep that in the well, list. Well, we'll be talking about that in the show, certainly. Uh, but yeah, we had a great time. Go check it out. It's our technically it's our first look at the game. Uh, it's up, of course. If you want to check out the free trial, it's still going. We'll talk about it in a little bit more depth as part of the news. Uh, but we had a great time. Go enjoy it. Um, favorite one for me: the jet-powered wingsuit. I hated it. <laughs> you and your it, it inverted, inverted control. It has inverted controls, and it just—I couldn't get used to the feel of it because my brain was telling me to do the basically crashing to the ground all the time instead of pulling off. See, this is the weird thing. You say invert. I don't think they were inverted for me because the, yeah. it, what what is the norm? What is the standard now? Inverted is not the standard, right? That's the old school way of doing it. Yeah, but for me, when I pressed up, I expected it to go up, and it goes down. So you, so we're there. So let me picture this. So you, when you push up on the stick, as in forward, away yes. from your body, you expect yeah. it to go up. Yes. See, I expect it to go down. Like I'm flying a plane. I push. See, that's probably why you're okay down. with it. But it's like, so you're it, like it you're old school inverted. Then no, that's not inverted. Go pressing up to go up is not inverted. Pressing up to go down is inverted. Right, the best way I look at it is if you put a big stick in the back of my head. If you want me to yeah. look up, what do you do? You put it down, but you're exactly. not playing the head. Exactly. You, you, you're not you. playing in first person. You're playing in third person. Yeah, but still, that's I as the player with the uh, controller. Uh, either way, I it, I did not like the controls of the wingsuit. Either way, some people would say inverted play. I hope they can be changed. <laughs> I didn't have time during the stream to check see if they could be okay, changed okay. because we didn't have the time between rounds. So I think I've just learned something oh, about yeah. you, Richie. I know you're quite well. Yeah. And I feel like you're now the, you're now the demon spawn. <laughs> I, I probably would get used to it over time, but we were in the middle of an, like, an event in-game, mm-hmm. in and I just... Suddenly you just, you're going down on the bike, and then you're off a cliff, and now you're in your wingsuit. So it's like, oh, crap, wasn't expecting this. Okay, okay. And I kept persistently crashing into the ground. And then you drove an ice cream truck off a cliff as well. That is true. I, I realised we kept calling it an ice cream truck when it was probably an, an ice, ice cream, cream cart. Yeah. Or like an additional basket. Uh, either way, go check out all that crazy fun and uh, feel free to unsubscribe. Now you know Richie plays with inverted controls, but that's your it entire... doesn't. Chris does. <laughs> no, I play with normal controls. Either way, we digress. Let's know digress. in the comments. Uh, Richie, you've been chipping away at more Persona, no doubt. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've got... Yeah, pretty much. I've got one more palace to do. You've I've committed your life. I... I'm over 100 hours. I, t- I ticked over that a couple of days ago. I was like, ugh. Almost. I was trying to get it done in under 100, but I just don't think that game is possible under 100 hours. It just isn't. Just put it down and walk away. 
Well, walk. I'm sure speedrunners have managed to buff oh, yeah, normal yeah. people. And that's a very choice game for a speedrun persona. Yeah. You, that's a long commitment for a speedrun. Uh, yes, I, I'm diving... I've dived, dove, more into Far Cry 6. Uh, there's something about it where I'm enjoying my time with it, but it's not quite landing as much as all the other Far Cry entries have. I don't know if I'm just at the wrong time in my life. I don't really want... I've just not got that edge for a game. Am I fancying more of a third-person game? But it's yeah, it's weird. I'm kind of clearing up the map. I'm doing all the odd bits and pieces and just... I don't know. I don't know, Richie. I'm enjoying it, but I just it's just not landing as much. Um, I've barely seen any of uh, the bad guy. I think that's been a few people's criticisms that he's barely in the game that much. And yeah. by one or two cutscenes, I don't feel like I've I've got that imminent threat of him. But either way, still more Far Cry. Still enjoying it, and I'll I'll be finishing it at some point. Out of curiosity, I just looked up what the um, speedrun world record for Persona Five is, and it's 15 hours. That's impressive, uh, but... I'd how? Speed run? <laughs> speed run? Hmm. Either way. But it's not It's not like a game where you can, like an open world game where you can use like glitches to kind of skip entire yeah, yeah, yeah. huge parts of the level. It's based on the calendar system, so you have to go through stuff. Maybe it's the so I'm curious the, to see how that's been done. the internal clock of their system yeah. to like skip ahead. I don't know. Either way. We digress. Uh, speaking yeah. of speedruns then, Richie, we've got a busy show this week. So we best get started with it. So if you could do us the honours of introducing us to the... The Super Sexy Special Stadia Story segment, a.k.a. The News. The News. Super I decided to speedrun the intro to that. Saving time, yeah. Anyone out there listening on podcast services, suddenly checking their app, thinking, who set this to 1.5 speed all of a sudden? Don't panic. I nailed it, though. I actually nailed that. And that's me. did not get yourself caught up in a tongue twister. But, like I said, we've got an insanely busy show... Loads of great, great or bad news, depending on your take, I guess. Um, and we'll get into it. Story number one. Batman Arkham Knight is running on Stadia's tech, but not through Stadia. It could even be called Wayne Tech, some would say. But alas, news comes from our friends over at 9to5Google this week. And apparently Stadia's white labelling that they announced as part of the closure of S&G Stadia Games Entertainment earlier on this year, it seems to have finally bore some fruit, Richie, in the form of an AT&T promotion over over in the United States. Uh, AT&T is working with Warner Brothers to offer a streaming version of Batman Arkham Knight on Stadia. And... It's, it, it's got a lot of caveats, this story. A lot of like, different tendrils that we yeah. can branch off into. Um, I don't know. I don't even know where you want to start. Right, for me, this, this is a story where we kind of need the next chunk of information about the story to kind of understand what this means. Before then, it's just going to be largely speculation. But that's what we're here for, though. That's what we're here for. Yeah. So, like, let's straight straight off the bat. Arkham Knight is a fantastic game. It, it's amazing. It's the I've end, never played it. Oh, oh man, it's the end. I've never of, really played any of them. Well, that's why I'd love to see them come to Stadia, and that, that's yeah. kind of another point of the conversation. So, right, right off the bat, this is an amazing game. If you've never played it, definitely get into it. I know some people didn't like the Batmobile. It's fun. It's a video game. Get over it. It's the finale of the Batman trilogy. Although I am a big believer that um, Ubisoft Montreal's Arkham Origins is a part of this series, even though Warner Brothers refused to acknowledge it as a game that even existed. It was great, it was fun, it was more Arkham, it was just a spin-off by a different studio and they never quite showed the love. Uh, but yes, Rocksteady's kind of game series that put them on the map 
as like a triple A developer and rejuvenated superhero games for me. Um, in the video game world, we should say, of course, we'd had superhero games before, but this really showed people what superhero games could be in the video game world, and then it's gone on to have things like Spider-Man and, and other such things. Shout out to Infamous as well on PlayStation, but that's a different conversation. You are pl- you can play this right now if you live in the United States and you're an AT&T customer in the cloud through a link. You just go to the website, it, there's a big icon that says play for free now. You sync up a controller or you can use keyboard and mouse, sound familiar, and the game just plays. It runs gorgeous on our friend Gem, I know a couple of people uh, states, I don't know, uh, Ftendo through Stadia Source did a stream of it the other day. Boots up, plays beautifully, there's lots of graphic settings that you can tweak. But I guess the big crux of this all, Richie, is it's running on Stadia's tech and it's not on the Stadia platform. And this is where the kind of white labeling comes from. Yeah, this is this is the crux of where this could go for me two very drastically different routes mm-hmm. in terms of how I would perceive this. The ideal for me is AT&T customers get this. We're going to get an announcement on Tuesday and the next blog that all the, the goth the Arkham series is coming to Stadia and that's the deal that worked out. Like, yes, you can have the game, you can push it through our tech to your customers through a separate white labelled service as long as we can get the game. Which for me I think is good for Stadia because it it addresses a bit of the stigmatism around Stadia a bit because then you get people using Stadia's tech without realising and then find out later, oh, this is Stadia. Stadia works great for me. Mm-hmm. And while Stadia still gets the games. But if it doesn't come to Stadia that's then a problem for Stadia in terms of the customer-focused element of it. And and then it, it, it's really not a great look, to be honest. If the game is running on Stadia's tech, mm-hmm. on Google servers, and it's not being offered to their customers directly. Yeah, I, I think I just echo everything you said there. That I'm hoping on Tuesday, they did delay this week's yeah. uh, blog post on the Tuesday and said, stay tuned for next week. And then we got this news heading into the weekend. The game clearly runs fantastic on the platform. And yeah, you I completely agree with you there that when they've negotiated this deal, if it's running on the tech, the, there's, there must be bare minimal work to get it to actually run yeah. through the Stadia platform instead. Yeah, well, it's just a storefront, basically. Yeah. I, I imagine it's very, very, very minimum. And this is why I think this is one where it really needs a next basic chunk of information to kind of understand what this the the kind of the bigger implications of the story yeah because let's, because let's as it. a stadia player mm-hmm. i'm going to be quite pissed if this doesn't come to stadia now because then that means that google sat down over the negotiating table with at&t and agreed to have the game running on their servers on stadia tech and then just went now we're not going to give it our customers yeah there was n- uh, yeah yeah you cannot imagine anyone yeah. with any kind of competency in this biz- in this games industry has gone and negotiated a deal where they're going to port the, the game to Stadia's it- tech put it on a, just a random web link and there's nowhere in that contract that says several days weeks months later it needs to come to the For Stadia me, platform it, it adds ammo to everyone out there who's kind of said Stadia, Google don't care about Stadia, they're just kind of just supporting it at the basic minimum that they can get away with but for me, if they're going, you know what we're allowing you to to run this in white label for your own service as long as we get on our platform, Mm -hmm. for me that should be absolute non-negotiable if I'm I'm Google, if I'm Phil Harrison or whoever's around the table, that's non-negotiable yes you can have this but it comes to us as well yeah, 
I would totally agree with that. If you're negotiating this, yeah, it has to be a must that. Even if it's a timed window or something, if this game's been poured to the, the technology and it's such a seamless transition... I don't think it can be a timed window. I think I think it has to be very, very soon after. That would still be a timed window, albeit yeah, a tiny I, one. And we're, talk, we're talking within a week or two. We're yeah. not talking... You're not getting six months or something because then... In six months' time, everyone's moved. The, yeah, the narrative has moved on, let's face and the, then the narrative is solidified in that oh, Arkham's not coming yeah. to the stadium. And uh, this is, of course, an old game. It came out in 2015, yeah. I think, originally. Uh, well, I personally have been asking for this entire trilogy on Stadia since I think episode one or two of this podcast. Probably, yeah. Hundred and something weeks ago, we all sat down, you and me and Tom, and said, "Like, what, what back catalogue games would we love to see part of the platform?" I was shouting about Bioshock, but the Arkham trilogy was one of those things, and we've passed the tenth anniversary of Arkham Asylum now. I think Arkham City probably is imminent, if not now. And yeah, we obviously we've got the new Batman movie coming out, so the hype is there, and we've got Suicide Squad and Gotham Knights on the horizon, which again yet to be confirmed for Stadia. And we've I've said many times, like I need, I wish that Warner Brothers would just do more. We've got Mortal Kombat, but they've been very hands off. Where Square Enix, Ubisoft, and some other publishers and developers have been a bit more hands on. And if behind the scenes they've been working on this deal, again, it's very odd that it's Arkham Knight and not Arkham Asylum, but. Uh, old games Arkham, and such they might uh, want to show off the, there's three main games in the series it's, it's um, Asylum Night then City isn't it no um, Asylum City then Night Night's the third All right, final yeah, one that, that makes a bit more sense and the, it's the newest of that trilogy that yeah. they're pushing out yeah, so exactly. uh, yeah, I get that I get that yeah it's, It'd be um, weird if it was the middle one, which is what I thought it was. Initially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the the, fi- the finale. Um, and again, Rocksteady are yet to put out a game yeah. since this. They've been in development for so. I know they were working on a Superman game, apparently. Then that got canned, and now it's the Justice League. Uh, the Suicide Squad, sorry, kills the Justice League. Yeah. New trailer. Do you think it's a case of they've had a handful of games get to about maybe seventy eight percent finished, and then they've been the plugs being pulled? So it's just like um, so we're talking six seven years now. It, yeah, it, it's getting on for quite some time. Obviously, they did support um, Arkham Knight for quite a little bit longer, but yeah. yeah, great game. I'm thrilled to hear it runs fantastic. It, if anything, like you alluded to, it showcases how good Stadia's technology is to people who were yeah. soured on the Stadia brand. You can get your hands on it. And weirdly enough, I don't feel like I've heard anyone in the gaming industry really talk about this. I've not seen many articles about it. Obviously, the guys at 9to5Google are more in tune with Stadia and stuff. But this is big, big news. I think it is big news if you're invested in the Stadia ecosystem. If not, it, it's a footnote. Oh, he's, if you're at and if you're with AT&T, he's a free game. Yeah. For, for cloud then, gaming, so though, if you're not, yeah. For cloud gaming, yeah. But again, if it's... AT&T are US based I don't they're not in the UK Mm -hmm. so this only applies to the US audience and again I think if you're just more of a generalist in terms of what news coverage you have then Mm -hmm. this is it's probably making your your show notes as a one minute conversation yeah. Rather than a five, ten minute one that we're like we're having. Yeah, it's an interesting one from a prospect of like who is this for? Like a a, yeah. a, a six year old game to AT and T like what broadband or mobile customers? Like who like what demographic is because surely gamers have already played this for the most part. And um the the biggest thing for me is I think this this just opens up the prospect of cloud gaming can be for anybody. Like any business well, can go to Stadia and say We've got an idea with our company, our brand. Can we pay X company to give us a license to a particular game? 
and then they just put out push out a web link with a fancy intro like we've seen for Batman. You just click yeah. the play, and then any I tech, and I think it's just it's going to bring the barriers down for cloud gaming a lot more because it's not it's not the eggs aren't in one basket like Amazon Luna, Google Stadia, GeForce Now. It's just just click a link on your browser, and you're playing a triple A game right off the so, bat, and I think that's going to go a lot more further than than like self promotion from cloud gaming so platforms. There's a line in this um, 95 Google article that we're reading right right now um, mm. that actually gives me a bit more confidence that it may be coming to the stadium properly because, well, first of all, AT&T, they own, they own Warner, so it's not surprising yeah, yeah, that yeah. Warner Games coming to it. But, and I quote, which primarily consists of info about Google Stadia, including the carrier's ongoing promotion offering a free, Google, free Stadia Premier Edition bundle. And from what we know, this doesn't really, um, the AT&T part of it, mm-hmm. doesn't seem to work with Google Stadia controller. Um. Yeah, especially there is also, also currently no way to connect Google's official Stadia controller to the gameplay. Hmm. So they're offering a premium, uh, premium edition bundle that comes with a controller and a Chromecast. Yeah. And they're offering the game, but these aren't synced up, so it's kind of weird if it wouldn't come to Stadia. That is weird. It makes me wonder, is like, why don't they just... Yeah, here you go, click click this link to play the game. And, oh, by the way if you sign in with a Google site by clicking this link, it's just added it to your library. That seems like a mm. smarter way. Well, this, this this could go back to potentially next Tuesday's blog post if we get an announcement that's coming to Stadia. Yeah. And a wee business side note from that as well is if it does come to Stadia, like next week, for example, surely that's just more money for Warner Brothers. You've already ported the game to the tech, so just yeah. put the game up for 25 quid, put it on Pro, see what it does, and then... You're making more money from a, a six-year-old yeah. game, um, but yeah, the- I'm becoming more and more convinced that this is going to be kind of yes, you can get it as an AT&T white label version, or you can get it on Stadia. Yeah, that would. Be and that Stadia just have one have made the uh, AT&T made the announcement. Stadia haven't because Stadia don't make announcement; they just shadow drop everything. Shadow drop on it, which is one of the biggest problems with the platform, in my opinion. But yeah, that's a. I've talked that point to death. We have indeed to death. Uh, but yeah, in, in terms of the overall thing, again, you're completely right. I think this could go completely sour. If this doesn't come to the platform, it is almost just like a middle finger to, ha, yeah. you guys over there playing Stadia on if the it's... original platform, you idiots, you could just play it through a link if you're an AT&T customer. Arguably, Arkham Knight is better than most of the Stadia library. Yeah. And the thing is, if it, as you mentioned earlier, if it is a timed exclusive situation, just tell us that. Yeah. If you got yeah, they've got six month exclusivity on this before it comes to Stadia platforms. Like, cool. Yeah. It's a six year old game. I'm okay waiting a bit. Yeah. And uh, aside aside from that as well, there was the return to Arkham Collection that was brought out on last gen as well, which had all three yeah. titles. Maybe except, that's how it's gone. Yeah. AT and T, you get um, Ar- Arkham Knight. But you can buy the Arkham Collection on Stadia. Yep, that would be a, a nice... That Arkham would be, Collection for Pro. That would be smart business, Richie. That would be smart business. We will get our that, Pro games on Tuesday as well. We should point that out. Or Tuesday, uh, yeah, it's probably going to be Tuesday. It's Halloween. It's, it's Tuesday. the 31st it, on Sunday. It could, it could be Thursday. could be Thursday. But yeah, I think it'll yeah. be Tuesday. And we'll probably do some cheeky Pro announcements before the end of the show. But yeah, it's... 
I'm trying to look at it from a good perspective that, yeah, yeah, if there's other companies that want to bring their titles to the platform via white labeling, which I'd like to point out, I did not, I'd never heard of white labeling before this whole Stadia article thing kicked off. Oh, I have. Um, the industry are working white label stuff quite oh, right, okay. It's like we, we might, we do a lot of contract manufacture, so we'll make the stuff then someone else will stick their label right, on. Right, okay. Because, yeah, I'd never heard of it. And when everyone started touting all these articles about white labeling this, yeah. white labeling that, I'm sat there thinking, like, was this a thing? Is this a thing that happens? Um, but, yeah, I digress. Uh, if it comes, terrific. Should it, should it come? I think so. If it doesn't, is it bad news? Yes. Yes, I certainly think it is. Um, but, alas, we should congratulate them, I guess, on the tech running on a seamless, fantastic port by the sounds of it. And uh, I guess we'll wait, Richie, for Tuesday's news with bated yeah. bat breath. It's a bat breath a thing. Bat breath a thing. It could be. Yeah, eat, if you eat bats, but we won't go. We won't go down that conversation. Uh, <laughs> second story of the week. We touched on it a little bit at the beginning, but Riders Republic um, has gotten a week-long trial period ahead of its official launch on October twenty-eighth. So later this week, in fact, if you want to play it, uh, anyone across all platforms, including Luna, Stadia, PC, and such, can jump in and enjoy four hours of Riders Republic for free. Uh, simply boot up your Stadia app, find the little icon that says play for free now, jump in and uh, enjoy the trial. Uh, the trial does start immediately, we should point out. So yeah. if you're hesitant on when you want to jump in, if you're trying to jump in with your favourite streamers, just be aware you have four hours. If you do leave the game, you can jump back in and the timer will just simply continue from where it left off. Richie, you can confirm that's how it works. I can confirm that. However, I can confirm if you kind of just, you know, how Stadia has this kind of pause feature. Mm-hmm. Well, hold the game free if you just like if you just suddenly close the browser. Mm-hmm. We, I don't know how that will affect. All oh, right, I see. What, like I closed when I dropped out. I actually closed the game, held the Stadia button, went to close game. So exit the game. Just be wary of that. Okay. Uh, yeah, I've seen people online saying about the the marketing promotion around this say that it doesn't say four hours anywhere on the Stadia page, which it's a bit shitty. But at the end of the day, it's a free trial, so. Yeah, there's a timer up on screen when you're playing. Yeah, it's, as soon as you boot it up, it says, here's your, here's your timer. And it's there the entire time as well. You can get rid of it. And this is the way I think a lot of demos can be done going forward because from what we can tell, this is the full version of the game. Mm-hmm. Only you only have a four-hour time clock. I think Resident Evil 2 might have done it way back in the day. Yeah, like Where you only had a... Yeah, you get like an hour of gameplay, but you actually, instead of trying to curate a section of the game, just go, well, he's the game. You can have it for four hours. Yep, certainly. Uh, a few points we should mention that as part of the trial that we took part in, uh, crossplay was fully enabled for the whole thing. So as soon as we jumped in, you could see people all over the world, absolutely hundreds of them. And um, you could see PC, Stadia, uh, the, the logos for Stadia in the friends list were very specific. You could add people yeah. to your group who weren't on Stadia. Uh, so it's great to see that, yeah, crossplay is just up and live as part of the I free trial. I didn't notice any other logos apart from the Ubisoft logo and the Stadia logo, though. Yeah, that might be... It might just be like I don't platform. think it matters, to be honest. It might just be like specific yeah. to your platform. So if you're on PlayStation, you would see yeah. PlayStation logos and everybody else would be the Ubisoft Connect logo. Yeah. But Let we also have to remember that the game isn't out yet. Yeah, certainly not. Uh, but we did take part in a mass race, which is like a big public event where a little kind of flare goes off and says, if you can get to this location, 32 of you can take part in like a live event right now. We all got there. Yeah. We had a great time. You start on a BMX bike. You turned into a wingsuit. You went back to a BMX bike. Super fun. I had a great time in that one. 
Yeah, it was just and basically like free for all, free for all fun. One of the nice things actually about mass races that we found is even if you haven't unlocked things like the wingsuit because we hadn't, mm. it's fine. You can just join in. Very true. Yeah, it doesn't kind of gatekeep anything because you haven't unlocked the ability to play it yeah. freely. Um, but yeah, great. Like I said at the top of the show, great fun. Um, we should point out as well, alongside the free trial for this one, Stadia also uh, re-engaged the demos for Resident Evil Village. Uh, Immortals Phoenix Rising and I'm pretty sure the um, From Space demo multiplayer demo is still I don't From think it actually ended From Space uh, but again there's like a whole little demo section on Stadia right now where you can check out a whole variety of, of titles so if you're a bit unsure about what you maybe want to buy next jump in check it out the Immortals one ran yeah. great when we tried it out last year uh, we really enjoyed the From Space one recently I highly recommend giving all of them a go like yeah, there's not a bad all, one in that list. You've got four different games there, and they're all very, all very different, and I've enjoyed every single one of them. Mm-hmm. And this is, we've said and it before. You've got nothing show. to lose. Yeah, we've said it before on the show that actually Stadia and cloud gaming in general lends itself to demos fantastically, because the reason I'm usually put off by demos on my PS5 and PS4 is that you have to download like the beta and it's like a 20, 30 gig download. It's, it's really, like, realistically, it's most of the game. Yeah. If you wanted to play a Riders Republic well, on your PS5, think, you've got to download like a 28, 30 gig actual I download. I think that's how, how they'll probably do it. Rather than building a specific build of the game for a demo, mm-hmm. they'll build they'll put, have the entire game, but then just put a patch onto it to whatever restrictions they want to put in place. Yeah. Which, but it's just the, it's the time save that in theory you could play all four demos jump into them close them back down within two minutes three minutes tops whereas if I wanted to do that on a console or a PC I would have to physically go in download 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 wait for all games to download and then which we're talking like potentially hundreds of gigabytes of, of data and time and if you've got a slow connection it might take you an hour to download the game before you get to play. Yeah, well, by then you, you, you're a quarter of the way through your Riders Republic trial. So, uh, yeah, cloud gaming has its perks, as, as we've said many, many times on this show. Uh, but go check it out. You've got uh, a few days left. It is a week-long trial. So at the time of recording, you've got until Thursday this week, folks. So jump on that and see if you fancy playing the game or buying the game. Next story, Richie. Speaking of time frames and delays, uh, we got uh, a story from a Video Games Chronicle this week, and it's one we've mentioned a couple of times, but finally, finally, <laughs> it looks like Splinter Cell is making a return. Ubisoft reports claim have commissioned a new Ubisoft Splinter Cell game, the first one in over a decade. Um, that won't be focusing on mobile spin-offs or VR or cameos in other titles. Um, we're not clear yet which studio is working on the project, uh, but we are getting teasers that yet. It's in the early phase of production. There's a small chance it could be announced next year. And they've declined to comment on the series so far, but of course it's another Tom Clancy title. Uh, every time a game gets announced, we, we joke about adding Tom Clancy's brand to it, but we've got X Defiant, we've got um, yeah. Frontline, and I think this is the but one that fans have been this is not, for for some time. This is not another like vertical of the Tom Clancy franchise, or this is one that's already established. This is a franchise that is coming back. And it turns out, all you have to do is put... Produce a podcast that you have a you almost have a little bit of a dig about stage, about Ubisoft going generic, and they'll go, okay, he's a he's a Splinter Cell game you've been asking yeah. for. 
That's so it. we're taking credit for this. We spent yeah over half an hour last week talking about Ubisoft titles and what they're missing, and we probably won't we won't see this for some time now. But yeah. it's it's just so frustrating that it took them so long to go back. The last game was 2013's Splinter Cell Blacklist, and in a weird way, if they'd have thought about this ahead of time, um, Hitman Three obviously came out early this year, and then we know IO are going to switch to a James Bond game. Metal Gear Solid and Konami and Kojima, we, we don't know what the hell's going on with that franchise. There's a distinct gap in the market for a stealth espionage game. Yeah. And Ubisoft have got a franchise that literally lends itself to that genre. And they've sat on it for over a decade now. And it, I feel like one of my questions for you, Richie, is do you think this is a, a pivoted response to the backlash from Frontline and X-Defiant and well, I think else? Yes and no. Um the game probably already been planned. They've been thinking about it for a while. We know that Eve Skillmon is, is actually quite the same. When you create a, a game, you have to make you have to make sure you will come with something that will be different enough from what you did before. The last time we did Spencer, so we had lots of pressure from the fans actually saying, "Don't change it. Don't do this. Don't do that." So for me, that's one of the case of maybe listen to your fans a bit, like the people who are going to buy the game. That, but um, and the, he goes on to say we had um, where is it? Um, I think he says something about like start like the team having a bit of anxiety about it, but I think cost of the fan pressure, which has probably only been building because it's so long. Yeah, it's. I mean, the last entry, I think they expected it to sell about five million plus, yeah. and I think it only hit around the two million plus mark. So it underperformed the last time it came out, but it was a very different world. The, the video games industry has evolved yeah. and grew so much, but. It's in. It, I think the annoying thing is when you look at titles like Watch Dogs getting a third entry in in that decade. Yeah. That ten years they've had three Watch Dogs games, and arguably people would prefer a Splinter Cell game than a Watch Dogs game. Yeah. Well, the thing is, what you have to think about the time period it was coming out. Well, it was the same sort of time period where they were churning out an Assassin's Creed game every single year. Very they were true. probably doing something similar with Splinter Cell. You don't. You, you need to leave. I think for me, you need to give games a bit of time to breathe and this is something Ubisoft I still think can do a bit better where make a game spend a couple of years developing it to be the best game that you possibly can make this is what we're talking about on side quest rather than just we've got an arbitrary two year deadline let's just get it out and so maybe if they brought out a sprint cell maybe every once every three or four years but mm-hmm. put a bit more love and care by the time like the next game in the series comes out people are ready for the next game yeah but this- I think the timing of this announcement is entirely t- due to Frontline. I don't think that's why the game's getting made, mm-hmm. but the announcement's gone, oh, oh crap, we've got a backlash. What can we um, do? Splinter Cell. Tell them about Splinter Cell. Yeah, even though it's so far away. Um, we haven't had any updates yeah. about that Prince of Persia game in a while either. It's probably for the best. Probably for the best. Um, it's interesting, with, this, with it being so long, another question then, a follow-up question for you as well. This new Splinter Cell game, will it be a brand new game or will it be a remake of, a, of an already well-received title? What do we think? Well, I'll, I, don't, I, I think it'll be a brand new game, but what I hope is this is a series reboot. Almost similar to how they did with Assassin's Creed. Mm-hmm. Where, well, you know what we're going to do? Everything that came before this still technically holds true. We're not going to delete anything from history, but you don't have to have played any of that stuff to kind of understand this well this is going to be a new jumping on point for the series and um, whatever new like sort of like t- t- modernizations of the of the the gameplay elements that they do 
that they decide this is going to be yeah this is going to be the Assassin's Creed Odyssey of Splinter Cell that's what they should be aiming for okay. that's that's I'd, I'd get on board with that what is your history the Assassin's Creed Origin sorry the yeah. Origin that's Odyssey I knew Odyssey. what you meant yeah. What, yeah. Uh, what is your history with Splinter Cell of interest I, pl- I played one of them on the um, PS2 I think it might, might have even been the original and I really enjoyed it but I was a lot younger, so I think I'd actually enjoy it more now. Now I'm a bit more mature. I can understand the themes and the concepts yeah. going on in the game. And probably I can be a bit more patient with the gameplay. Like I didn't know really what a stealth game was back then. It was just, this is an action game with a guy with cool headlights and he's a spy. <laughs> headlights, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, my, my take is exactly the same. As much as I'm a massive fan of Ubisoft, I, I like you said there, I don't know whether it was an age thing or... Yeah. I think I remember playing one around the 2010s. I don't know which version. Yeah. I think it was at a friend's house on the 360. And yeah. I remember very much feeling like Hitman. Like you, I think I went into a guy's uh, fancy house on like a Miami seafront or something and I had to stealth around, switch off alarms, take out his security guards and, and hunt him down. Very much like Hitman. And it was great, yeah. but you, you're totally right. I don't think I understood the themes or the, what exactly I was doing in the story. I was probably just playing the game because I was at a friend's house. And yeah. I think, yeah, a total reboot similar to Origins, I think, could go a long way with getting brand new people in, all these people bemoaning the game not existing for 10 years, and get, like, a, a perfect mix match of them both, because but it's probably one of the more favoured Tom Clancy IPs. I mean, you mentioned about the last one with the sales figures being doing probably arguably under half what they expected. Mm-hmm. I don't think they need to worry about this at t- this time. This game's going to be hyped to hell, yeah. and it's not going to sell as well as they expect. But... Ubisoft Plus mitigates this quite a lot because mm. there's a lot of people like if Splinter Cell came out now for you, would you buy it? There's a lot of people might be going, I like the idea of it, but I'm not sure I'm willing to drop sixty, seventy pounds on this game. Yeah. If you have Ubisoft Plus, I'm definitely jumping in. Yeah, yeah, because by the time this game's out, Ubisoft Plus will yeah. have been around for three years, four years at this point. So it's it, it we will be in a different world. Um, you just need to get it on PlayStation. Well, that's the weird thing, yeah. That we talk to our friends who've got PlayStation, and they're they're none the wiser of what Ubisoft Plus even is. But because of our stay the PC hybrid world we live in, it seems I, like a no brainer for these titles. I, I mean, I think you'd agree. You'd love Ubisoft Plus on PlayStation, same, probably for the same reasons as me. Because as much as I like Stadia, PS Five better performance for localized hardware but have been able with Ubisoft Connect so I can have cross um, save mm. if when I'm at home sat in front of my TV I can get the absolute pinnacle of experience out of my PlayStation then when I'm away from that I can just jump on Stadia it's the best of both worlds Yeah. but Sony just need to let Ubisoft put Ubisoft Plus on the platform yeah a lot to take away from that and it must be nice having an Xbox Series X yeah, it must be. I've, I've toyed with getting one. I even, I've even hovered over buying the fridge that was announced this last week, thinking I don't. Oh, I, no. I need a cool little drinks fridge. I don't have an Xbox, but I could have an Xbox fridge. Um, but we digress. Uh, interesting looking at some of the figures as well. Apparently, um, I mentioned Watchdogs there, but you've got to think about sales. Apparently, Watchdogs Legion sold fifty percent worse than Watchdogs Two, which sold Watchdogs Two eighty percent worse than Watchdogs One. <laughs> So as far as like a franchise goes, you've got to imagine. I don't think we'll see any more Watchdogs anytime soon. Yeah, I think with probably Watchdogs two is probably hammered a bit by Watchdogs one because Watchdogs one, I think, was it received with mixed reception. 
they all have been in, in some way, shape, or form. Two, two is my yeah. favourite of the lot. Three is the most like Legion is the most beautiful of the lot. But collectively, as a franchise, like a trilogy, it, I don't think it almost any, feels like on anyone's we, top ten list. That's for sure. With Watch Dogs, it almost feels like one wasn't what people were expecting, so people didn't buy two because people didn't buy two. They reinvented it for free. Yeah, and, when uh, potentially two is probably the best in the series. Yeah, and watch, it just yeah the just this. The market wasn't ripe for it. Yeah, Watch Dogs is the epitome of a Ubisoft Ubisoft game. Yeah. It is literally like take generic character, a world full of collectibles, a half-hour story. It looks great, plays great, super fun. Nothing memorable about it that much, unfortunately. And I've got That's the platinum true. in all three games, so you can't tell me I haven't played them to completion. Um, but yeah. we'll see. Time will tell, Richie. Splinter Cell. Uh, it's pretty much a shoe in that it's coming to Stadia. Ubisoft, if, if they're all still a thing, Ubisoft so. Plus in three years' time. Um, I, for one, am just looking forward to see what the future holds for the franchise because a single-player stealth espionage action game in akin to Metal Gear Solid or Hitman, it rings true for me much more than another generic Division, Wildlands, Frontline, X-Defiant title ever will. So time will tell. Time will tell. We'll see those three lights, those three little LED lights ping. We'll it's a shame the that the way, it's a shame the way they announced this because I, I've had my mind I, at some sort of we'll probably will see it now at the Game Awards but as just a bit of as a trail at the end of a, a one more thing in a Ubisoft um, press event yeah. just just the, the like the, the visor goes down the lights flash and that's it yeah. like that just such a tease is like yeah. 20, 30, that 40. amount of hype <laughs> that would generate that you could have a very mediocre Ubisoft um, is Ubisoft Connect the event yeah, uh, forward, sorry. Ubisoft forward, yeah. yeah. You'd have a fairly mediocre Ubisoft forward. You end with just like the visor going down, the free lights going. Yeah. And bring back... Yeah, suddenly, yeah. Michael Ironside as well. That was another thing Blacklist, the last entry, got shit for. They ditched the main protagonist, actor, voice actor, yeah. the, the legendary Michael Ironside from Total Recall fame and Starship Troopers fame. They got rid of him. Similar to when they replaced um, David Hayter as Snake with Kiefer Sutherland. It's like why? Yeah. He's a voice actor. You can't see his face. It's like if you replace Kevin Conroy as Batman, you're making a bad mo- a bad move. I think it's usually probably money issues uh, with that. I mean, you've got to imagine Keith Sutherland, Keith Sutherland was more expensive than David Hayter, right? He's a famed don't, actor. Don't know. Either you don't know way, what they're asking. Way. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, moving on. Next story of the week. We got a couple of announcements uh, drop. We got a stealth drop, Richie, for Child of Light, another Ubisoft title. It is available on Ubisoft Plus uh, with an absolute cracking price of five uh, five pound thirty nine, or if you're a pro member, three pound fifty nine. Uh, Richie, you've played. You're the out of the two was the other one who's played this game before. You've also mm-hmm. bought this game again. I have. Tell us about Child well, of Light. So first of all, I, I've in the past I've said like I don't really rebuy games and stay a game that's come to say that I've played before because why would I if I already have the game? I use my Google Play account to, um, rewards bonus to to buy this, so I had the money and so it's a bit of an impulse buy. Okay. But it's a very indie, it's a very indie style game. It's a two D um, like. What's the word? Metroid kind of Metroidvania style. You get power ups as you go, which lets you give access to new areas and stuff. It's got an interesting story, but it's got it's got a turn based battle system, right. so it's more a bit more of an. If it's similar to almost like a Metroidvania meets a JRP like a traditional JRPG. Okay, because I'm getting but, art style reminds me of Lost Words. 
And then gameplay, yeah. Metroidvania reminds me of like Monster Boy. Not the fighting, but just the way you're moving around in the world. Um, would you recommend yeah. this game to people then at £3.59? Probably less yes, than $5 definitely. to our American friends out there? Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely yeah. If, if, if you watch the trailer, if, if you're inter- like, inter- interested in Metroidvania or JRPGs or interesting story stuff, I mean, it's IGN's rated this game as 9.3. Okay. Out of ten, that kind of gives you how well the game's received. So, Terrific. and now IGN is not really an out is not an outlier. So yeah, if if it's the sort of game where if you look at the game, and go you know what I don't like ten based combats, I don't like two D games. Then yeah, it's not for you. But for the price point and the mm. quality of game, it's absolutely worth it. So there you go then there you go folks ring an endorsement it's another one of those Ubisoft ones where if I really enjoyed the game it would deter me from taking Ubisoft Plus out because the, the value on offer at launch is like well I'll just buy it oh, a, a month at Ubisoft Plus is more than this game so yeah. just buy the game just buy the game yeah certainly well, if you've got Ubisoft Plus jump in but this is not a game to get Ubisoft Plus for yeah lovely stuff and you've bought it you jump back into it we'll see uh, so that was again another random stealth drop like why yeah. we didn't even get a blog you post did... about it that's the weird thing it was just yeah. they said on Tuesday the blog post is delayed this week check back next Tuesday which we will for our pro games and hopefully all the Batman <laughs> games and then we had Child of Light drop on the Tuesday so it was like could you not have just put out a post that said oh we've got a busier juicier blog next week but for the time being he's Child of Light he's some updates on DLC or whatever and you, and you know what the weird thing is we got a blog post from Thursday yeah. So we've got on Tuesday, they tell us to check back next tu- next Tuesday, and then they give us a, a blog post on Thursday, but don't actually put a game that came out on Tuesday. And it's like, what? <laughs> who who commissions this stuff to be wrote and typed up? Um, but yeah, moving on to the next part then is you should we should get there. Uh, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot has got its date. Uh, we mentioned it; it was rated for Stadia uh, two episodes back, yeah. I think. And uh, yeah, Goku and all the other Z fighters are finally going to arrive on the platform uh, this week. In fact, at the time of listening, it comes out later this week. Uh, Fill your Dragon Ball Z boots and go... It's Super Saiyan, right? That's what they do when they go batshit crazy. Super Saiyan, yeah. It was Saiyan, Super Saiyan. Um, But then in and amongst that, on the Thursday blog, we also got the tease of uh, Mad Streets, which is a brand new title, as far as I'm aware. I think it is out on other platforms. But the the way I've, I've looked at the trailer of Mad Streets... Um, I'll read direct from the blog. Uh, Mad Streets is a hilarious physics-based beat-em-up party game that lets you pick a side and brawl it out alone or with up to four friends, local or online. Welcome to Gusford University, home of the toughest students in town. Will it be the jocks or the punks who run the town or perhaps the privileged rich kids? Spoiler, it's not them. Uh, Choose your fighters to settle some scores in this unique-feeling physics party game. Um... Essentially, Richie, it reminds me, if you took Gang Beasts, for those who haven't played Gang Beasts, where it's all physics-based, everyone's body's wobbly and you kind of control their arms, and yeah, the bodies can get flung around and knocked out. That's really, really fun, Gang Beasts, if you've not checked that out. It comes with different modes, Mad Rush mode, Random Matches, Rumble mode, One Punch mode, which you can imagine what One Punch mode does. Um, Grab with your fist, use weapons, pick up items from the environment around you, and basically just beat each other up. And I've just been have a quick Google. This doesn't seem to be out on Steam yet, so hmm. so this could be a day and date release. It is on Xbox Live, I think. It's one of those is little it? games. Yeah, the trailers from Xbox ID's YouTube channel. So 
it's either out imminently or not. Uh, either way, thoughts on this one? My guess is it's going to drop out like 10 quid, 9.99. Can't be anything more, surely. It feels like it needs to be a pro game, to be honest. Ooh. Like, possibly, yeah. I don't think I'm buying this, but if it's pro, we'll probably jump into it on the Thursday night stream. Yeah, it's one Yeah, it's one of those titles that it look it looks fun to play, but it won't have my attention for maybe more than an hour at a time, it, if that. It's... It's a sort of game where I will enjoy it, but I'd only play it because I'm a streamer. Oh, with friends. This is not a game that... I don't have any friends. Well, we know that, but we've played party yeah. games. Like, when you've came... Like, we've had friends yeah, yeah, but... before. We've played, like, Rocket League and Gang Beast that is true. And, and such. So, it'd be maybe one if it That is true, enough. but it's, yeah. Like, we've played Nidhogg for plenty of time, yeah. and that's just a simple daft couch co-op game. Yeah, this is something I could see. Like, if if like if I was around your house and we had a few beers and go, oh, let's play a game, and we just saw it on the PlayStation, saw like, yeah, let's try to give this a go. Four pounds fifty nine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What, like what's, that, yeah. It's like my pizza costs more than that. Let's just do it. Exactly. But yeah. Um, but yeah, I feel like it's one of them games. I think it's better served as being like a pro game yeah. or PlayStation Plus game or yeah. whatever. Yeah, it's one of those where loads of people will play it if it's if it comes free with subscription. But yeah, I don't think anyone's going to go out of their way, unfortunately, to play or buy yeah. Mad Streets. Uh, it looks fun though. Like to its credit, like I really enjoy Gang Beasts, and uh, the trailer does show off some crazy scenarios, backgrounds, um, and like I said, one punch mode sounds like it could be a very short, uh, <laughs> short particular round, but fun all the same. Yeah. Uh, and I'm happy to see more couch corp and a variety of titles um, coming to the platform. I'm more curious about Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, though. The one thing I'm waiting on using that is the price. Yeah. Because the price could be... The price could move this from the next game I play after um, Persona to I'm not touching this. Like, really depending how it comes. Yeah, it's Because as a, as a big Dragon Ball Z fan, it's like, yeah, I could see myself enjoying this and it's really... Okay. Yeah. Like... I've seen like user ratings rating from like sixes all the way up to tens. Where I think the f- the tens I'm a bit skeptical out. They're probably just hardcore Dragon Ball Z fans. Um, but it's like Metacritic's around about seven eights, so it's probably entertaining. But mm-hmm. and yeah, of course, of course, when you're a fan of the franchise already, it, it yeah it skews your your interpretation of it a little bit for better or for worse. So for me, I have no interest in this game at all. But then again, yeah. I've never really watched the show. So yeah, it's fine. It's not for you. <laughs> not for me, exactly. Uh, but yes, confirmed. Uh, all the same, a couple of new things as part of the blog post. And then again, we, we joked before, but another news announcement that got dropped uh, just going into the weekend as well is not for us, of course, as two uh, 30-something adults, but a lot of our audience out there were children. We did get the, uh, the launch of Ben 10 Power Trip. That's available now from Outright Games. And also... Newly surprised, um, my friend Peppa Pig as well. I know nothing of Peppa Pig, Richie. If I was to write an origin story, it's an evil pig escapes from a lab. It's very much Animal Farm. However, I don't think that's the true origin story of Peppa Pig. She seems very kid-friendly. 34 99 for that. Seems steep. Yeah, it seems steep. So uh, to read from the the blog as well, have a fun-filled adventure by becoming Peppa Pig's new friend. Create and dress your character, ring Peppa's doorbell, and begin a story that's all up to you. Peppa suggests activities everywhere you go. Help Daddy Pig find his glasses, follow the animal tracks in the forest, splash in muddy puddles, etc., etc. It's a kid's game. Kids it's a kids game time. where it's a, it's a bunch of mini games that's strung together by a Peppa Pig skin in the story at 34 I think that's 
overpriced personally yes uh, of course from outright games there have been great supporters of family friendly titles on the platform so far unfortunately as parents will probably know out there kids stuff isn't cheap and this is a brand new title that's launched on multiple platforms if your kid wants to play this are you going to say no to that cute little face I've seen loads of people on Twitter with the kids already playing it they've taken over the, the PC or the TV for the weekend Fill, your, fill yeah. your pepper pig boots. I personally would like to see, because the art style reminds me of South Park, because it's 2D, simple, <laughs> simple, cut, very different shows, simple cut out shapes, but I would like to see a Stick of Truth-esque <laughs> RPG with Peppa Pig. I want to see like fight yeah. combat. I want to see all these characters go to all-out war against uh, other things. But... We, yeah. we joke because we don't know the uh, we don't know the franchise. Thirty four ninety nine could be a reasonable price, I guess, if it keeps your kids I'm, happy and busy all all weekend. I'm trying to find a game that provides a, on the store that provides a bit of context to that price. Um, brand new. There's a lot of things on. Yeah, it, it's brand new, but I think like well, Red Dead Redemption Two, not a kids game. Thirty six eighty four. So sim, okay, yeah. So that that's your, <laughs> your tri- yeah, older game, of course. But Ghost Recon Breakpoint Gold Edition twenty five forty nine. Right. Well, we should make comparisons because again, yeah. everyone's values are different. And yeah, again, yeah. if you're a parent and this gives you like, oh god, yeah, if you're a parent and your kid get- <laughs> silence, if your kid weekend. gets hundred hundred hours out of this game, which is entirely possible, that's probably worth it. But yeah, it's definitely yeah. Time is money and silence is precious, I'm sure, when you're a parent. Uh, let us know, Tom. <laughs> let yeah. us know. Although it's, oh, it, Tom would buy it anyway. Tom loves Peppa Pig. That is true, yeah. Tom, I've seen Tom cosplay as Peppa Pig. It's disturbing. Yeah, me too. As you can it was amazing how he managed to get two into two dimensions. <laughs> yeah, flattened himself down. He had to steamroller himself like a cartoon character. Uh, anyway, we digress. Uh, Peppa Pig, available now alongside the Ben 10 Power Trip. And I think, again, just shout out to Outright Games and Family Friendly. Yeah. And it goes back to our SideQuest episode, Richie. Does Stadia need a Stadia Kids like subscription model almost? I think it'd be great. I really do. For more like, things mm-hmm. like um, Outright Games stuff coming, coming. Like a Stadia Kids subscription that, that is maybe, like I say, five ninety nine a month. Mm-hmm. Just and you get all of that, all, just all the outright games, maybe a couple of other things that are kid friendly, outcasters, think, get packed, stuff of that nature. Yeah, I think now. parents would it'd be such a good value proposition for parents. What, especially like parents who go, oh, you want to play a game? Here's my, ta- I pull out my tablet, hit press the steady button. There you go, have fun. Yeah, and um, of course, Luna have the family channel as well. Luna yeah. still only available in the states, but when they announced that, and they've got the whole couch corp, the share link, they're making moves, and they're only still in beta technically. So I think going into year three of Stadia, year three, ladies and gentlemen of Stadia, yeah, they need to make some tweaks and changes. And I think I've said before, I think many many months ago, that I'd love to see the the model for pro change because there's been a lot of conversation this week around games like Riders Republic that don't run at 4K 60 frames, and then people are starting to ask. All these games on the Stadia why? library, why the hell am I paying for 4K and 60 when I'm yeah, not getting that on nearly it's, every game? It's it's a valid criticism mm-hmm. where if if you're not really bothered about the games coming to, the plat- coming to Pro, apart from the, the odd one, and you're largely playing for 4K, uh, 4K graphics with HDR, 5.1 surround sound, if they're not coming to the t- game, enough games, then why are you paying the money? Yeah, and therefore Stadia are literally getting and again, the, the sale. This price, for me goes back to our conversations about quality control as well. 
Stadia offering 4K 60 with HDR as a premium service, yet games aren't coming. Yeah. And then the white labelling of Batman we spoke about is going to open the door to more criticism because if you've got this game that's white labelled through AT&T and Warner Brothers running better than most of your titles on the platform that somebody is paying pro for... Something's yeah. got so, something's not that something's not lining up between your business models and the the way you're marketing the consumers. But that could be a whole side quest unto itself, Richie. Isn't it that right? Being. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but moving on, uh, we got a nice little update uh, from the Pixel team. We don't really talk about phones all that much on the show, but there is sometimes some crossover. Uh, I this week got my hands on the Pixel Six ahead of launch. I got my hands on the Pixel Four XL. <laughs> That's just your phone. Um, yes. Yeah, yeah, I got myself a nice little Pixel swag bag, little nice. tote bag. Always good. I got some goodies as well. No phone. You get some industry insider info here. Yeah, right now. no phone. Uh, I can confirm Stadia is not preloaded on the Pixel. Unfortunately, uh, it should be. It should be, but it's not. Who knows why? Uh, I got myself a nice little Pixel beanie hat that I'm, nev- cool. I'm never going to wear because <laughs> I don't wear beanie hats. Um, I did get myself a nice little pixel breakdown book, which has all like helpful hints and tips about the phone. Mm. Not that that's that's cool. Really relevant for me. I did get a pen. Nice little Google Pixel pen. Writes very smoothly, and um, a little badge, a little pin badge that says Pixel Six. Yeah, I just showed off your swag. I'm this showing off my swag. Yeah, section I, I just to show swag. off his swag. But more importantly, though, I got hands on with a phone. The phone's gorgeous. Uh, if you're in the market for a new Android phone, camera's fantastic. Interface as smooth as you like. The screen quality is nice and crisp. It runs Stadia beautifully. Played a game of FIFA on it. Uh, looked just as gorgeous as it does on my Galaxy S21 Ultra. But the kind of the conversation that came out of the Pixel presentation this week was. Stadia wasn't mentioned anywhere. It was in the background in when they were in this Google store in New York and you could see it sat on the yeah. on the tabletop. I I don't know why people were expecting Stadia to really be this is a pixel phone specific segment for their new range of mobile devices. But they're pushing things like YouTube music. Google One, yeah, they're pushing their other Google services. Yeah, so this this is the like, this is the conversation, isn't it? Yeah, but those things they don't have anything physical to show off. Like, what are you going to do for YouTube and music? Like, get an influencer, drag them in, and a musician, and drag them in, and be like, say something about YouTube music. But well, I can see. So the the crux of this is they announced the Pixel Pass, which is the story. The Pixel Pass inclu- includes uh, specific warranty care. YouTube Premium, the Google One storage solution for all cloud. Um, you get like 250 gigabytes of cloud storage for free. The Google Play Pass, which is for the Android version of the game store, similar to Apple Arcade. And you get YouTube Music Premium included. So essentially, every single Google subscription model you get included, except for Google Stadia. Stadia. And it wouldn't be that hard to show off because in in like phone stores up and down the country, they could just have you have you you sell accessories. You could have the Stadia controller in the store. So when the salesman's out and goes, "Oh yeah, one of the big selling points of this is it works great with um, cloud gaming," and show it off. But Google, well, it's your yeah. products that you're not selling. So we should point out as well, the Pixel Pass is it's kind of like a subscription model where you get the handset included with it as as part yeah. of the 
the actual purchase with all these features as well. So you are paying like a premium to have the phone and all the subscriptions bundled in. It's similar to Apple. If you go to an Apple store, you can take out an iPhone on a subscription plan and the cost of the phone is covered in, included in it and stuff. So it's kind of like one low monthly bill and Pixel Pass gets you the phone and then all the bundles as well. It's Google, I think, trying to bring things a bit more in-house, similar to how Apple have done it. They're not relying on third-party kind of like mobile operators or companies to sell their product. They're looking at doing it all in-house. And with the launch of the Google Store in New York... Hopefully we'll see more. I'd like to see one in London by maybe the, the early next year. In, in Paris and Madrid and all, all those other places they like to launch flights. Just start launching them every, everywhere. Yeah, we go. We go on a tour. We go check out Stadia. We do a little vlog video maybe. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, but the crux of the matter is, yeah, I'm sure there's reasons Stadia isn't included. One of them possibly is just to, to do with licensing maybe. Video games are a lot different to... Music, I think the music industry is a lot more regulated now than the games industry is when it comes to stuff that you're just giving out. And there's probably a few more hoops to jump through. I wouldn't have thought so because the Stadia already exists. And all you're doing is you effectively sell... What you're doing is you're incorporating Google um, Stadia Pro, which is your service, into your service. I wouldn't have thought there'd be an issue there. Yeah. True. Well, we will again. We've said before, haven't we, that realistically, this could all be bundled in. We've theorised before. YouTube Premium and Stadia could be like hand in hand. A great, two a great two years that um, having Stadia preloaded on Pixel phones is a smart idea. Yeah, it's just there. Um, it's it, again. It's maybe because they've got the Google Play Pass included. They don't want two gaming out like things in one subscription. So they've, they've put their eggs in the basket of their own Google Play Pass, which is bigger than Stadia at this point. Yeah. But either way, um, any any thoughts of you getting an upgrade, Richie, to the new Pixel phone? Um, I, mean, I have absolutely no intention of upgrading my phone anytime soon. I'm keep I'm going to keep my fo- my contract. I think is up in a couple of months. Okay. At which point I'm going to probably switch over to SIM only. Okie dokie. Because my phone's perfectly fine, so why would I get rid of it? Why would you? Great, great. Yeah. Great. So that's why you're the money man. That's why you're the money man. Uh, speaking of money and spending and investing in things, EA have opened up a new studio, Richie, in Seattle. Uh, Electronic Arts are set to open a new uh, studio, and they are uh, being led by the former creative director at Bungie, Marcus Leto. Um, known for the Halo series, uh, original game, and 2 and 3. He's going to be reporting to Vince Sampella, who of course is head of Respawn, uh, famed for Apex Legends and the more recently on Stadia Jedi Fallen Order. Um, Interesting to see EA expanding into another new studio and with yep. a very, very well-revered director at the helm. Uh, of course, reporting to arguably EA's best studio I would say right now Respawn just can't do anything wrong they're hitting it out the park with the multiplayer uh, Titanfall 2 is still one of the most revered shooters in the last few years and of course Jedi Fallen Order we know everything about that more importantly though it's interesting to see that they're expanding and it does seem we've, we mentioned on last week's show but EA are very much like they're on the right tracks at the moment Ubisoft seem to be faltering Activision seem to just be focused on Call of Duty Shuttering Studios, no more Crash Bandicoot, no more Spyro. Just everyone's a support studio for Call of Duty. And yeah, Activision he, Blizzard. Are, I think Activision Blizzard are very much taking EA's um, 
title as the worst video game company. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't think it's even close between EA and Activision Blizzard at the moment. And obviously, Ubisoft and Activision have got all these problems about like sexual harassment and workplace etiquette and well-being and stuff like that. Whereas EA seem to be, yeah, they seem to be on the upward swing at the moment, and I'm kind of yeah. happy for them. Anyway, they've been getting yeah, a lot like, of unnecessary shit for a lot of years. Some, some I, necessary. Uh, there's a lot of necessary <laughs> stuff. Uh, I think the reputation was overblown, but there's definitely an element to criticism that was valid. Mm-hmm. And it's nice to see them actually taking taking the punches and going, you know what, we do need to change direction. Jedi Fallen Order is a perfect example of them course-correcting. It's like, here is a single-player game. It's one and done. It's £60. It's awesome. No DLC, yeah, as well for that. No which, DLC, which yeah. I, was, I was expecting, and then yeah, they had squadron. No sexual harassment lawsuits <laughs> that it, I'm yeah. aware of, uh, and of course squadron. Just a small thing, great. that. Just a small thing. Uh, we've said before, like it takes two, and their little like yeah. ear, um, <clears throat> ear kind of ear originals. Artist, ear originals. Yeah, looks great. Um, looking forward to what they see. Of course, it'll be a few years. We don't know what specific yes. projects they're working on, but it's nice to see them expanding. And again, Montreal just becoming a hotbed for uh, video games right now. Apart from the fact that this is Seattle. Yeah, but Montreal's alright as well. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seattle, <laughs> Seattle is what I meant to say, of course, yes. Um in- I'd like I would have liked to see them bring something over to the UK. We could really do with a win over here. We could we've got a lot of studios working on things over here too. Um, we could do with more though. We could do with more. Just so we can do some studio tours. Um, but yeah. moving on, next story of the week. Uh, in weird one from uh, Square Enix, of course. This year they are celebrating the 25th anniversary of Tomb Raider. We have many Tomb Raider games on Stadia. We've got the Reboot Trilogy. We've also got uh, the Temple of Osiris and Guardian of Light games, which we've had a great time playing here on the channel. I'm waiting to see what the next entry in this Reboot series bit will be, because I personally love the Tomb Raider series. Uh, and their YouTube channel put out an interesting video this last week of Tomb Raider Ascension which was it's an early footage look at what the 2013 reboot became so they had a game they had yeah. prototype stuff in development essentially showing off that Lara Croft was going to, going to go into a survival horror route uh, with the reboot so it ended up being the 2013 game which is fantastic yeah. we've played through the whole game on right here on the channel Richie you me and Tom it makes sense, actually. Now you think there's a, there's an element of like the first of Tomb Ra- the first of the Tomb Raider reboot where you kind of you fall down a pit and you're wading through like piles of corpses and so that very much have a horror mm-hmm. theme. If they were leaning towards survival horror at one point, it kind of makes sense how they went in that route. Yeah, it's it's one. It's, I just think it's very odd that the company would come out and say like, "Oh, look, here's a game that never came to be." Like, it's such a nice insight into the way video games are produced but you're completely right at the same time you can almost see the assets that were pulled straight from this demo footage and yeah. put into the 2013 reboot just with the the mechanics and the exploration and uh, the the biggest thing for me was survival horror is you, you're completely right i think it could work with tomb raider i really yeah. really do tomb raider's always always leans itself into like the, the slightly the occult sort supernatural of stuff. kind of thing yeah um it could be. I mean, a Tomb Raider survival horror game could be a nice spin-off um, franchise. Yeah, well, one of the DLC in the second one took pla- took place in Croft Manor, and yeah. she kind of has like hallucinations and stuff to do with like her mother and her father who've who've passed away, and she's trying to get into uh, like the catacombs yeah. of the of Croft Manor. 
and it, it does very much have like a, a trippy supernatural like horror element to it and it's, it's a fantastic DLC if you've not played it uh, of course available right now on Stadia but yeah, it'd be nice to see potentially like a spin-off franchise of this. Or yeah, like, we're, why we're are they putting really this heavy? Out? Are they teasing? No, are they really heavy? The I don't. I don't know. Maybe it's this because they just haven't released it, anything for a while. It's meant to be a twenty fifth anniversary celebration. Yeah. Um, so they probably just came because oh, here's some cool. I bet you someone's just stumbled across. Here's some cool assets. What? Let's release these. Like they're never going to use these assets again. Any, I think any concept that they've used from this has already been taken. Yeah. Definitely, um, but yeah, I'd love to see a Tomb Raider survival horror game with like limited infantry, limited ammo, the whole survival horror twerk, quirks. You can, with some crafting and stuff, sal- salvaging, which is already present in Tomb Raider. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah um, it was... it's a shame we don't see more of this from the games industry because like the behind the scenes assets and the way stuff's built is terrific. Yeah, uh, some of the creatures in this game, I love seeing the like the janky clear prototypes where it's like. There's not, there's barely any animation in in stuff. It's just like, yeah, this is how the game would play out, sort of thing. Yeah, you can almost see once you add the textures and the extra layers of character yeah. and the sound over the top of it, and you, you can almost see how it how the finished product would look. But yeah, as someone who's thoroughly enjoyed the reboot, it's interesting to see how in a different world and a different universe it, it could have been something completely different. So we shall see yeah. uh, I guess we'll have to wait with bated breath to see what uh, is next in store for Tomb Raider I hope they don't Game ab- Awards maybe. Game Awards is coming up yeah maybe uh, I hope I don't. I hope they don't abandon the kind of reboot style because I think it, it genuinely does work like the storytelling the kind of the open world but some, it's not like true open world it's like kind of segmented areas of a map uh, it adds like yeah, a Metroidvania-esque nature to the title if it feels like one of the reasons why I think it's been so successful is it does feel like how the old Tomb Raider games would have liked to have been mm. if the technology is right rather than having it clearly split into distinct distinct levels mm-hmm. that are like the levels in Tomb Raider were reasonably open well they weren't just a straight up linear corridor like a, like Uncharted um, especially Uncharted 1, one and 2 mm-hmm. yeah, 1, yeah. 2 and 3 they were a bit more open but now, but with um, the reboot franchise, they kind of just stitch them all together. Yeah. So the whole world is open, but you are almost feel sometimes you are kind of going down a linear. It's a linear game that hasn't technically in, takes part in an open world. Yeah, very clever game design and mechanics, yeah. and it's it's enjoyable more than anything. Yeah. Um, speaking of enjoyable things, uh, moving on. If you've enjoyed Assassin's Creed Valhalla, we know you're getting more. We know Ubisoft have confirmed that they're going to be bringing a second year's worth of content, and once again. More stuff has been data mined and leaked. Uh, apparently, Richie, Assassin's Creed Valhalla is going to be visiting uh, Muspelheim, one of the nine realms of Asgardian mythology. And uh, for those who've played God of War will remember Muspelheim was the challenge portion of God of War, where you went to the lava planet, essentially, yeah, like Mustafar from Star Wars, and you fought kind of like just waves and waves it's- of... Monsters. It's a thing you went to once you completed the story to get the platinum trophy. Yeah, of course. And um, but in terms of Muspelheim itself, it's usually I, part of me thinks it's you know Serta from Ragnarok, the big fire guy with the sword who destroys Asgard. Oh, yeah. I feel like that's where he's from. Just off the top of my head, I could be totally making that up. Yeah, actually, I think yeah, it's Muspelheim. That seems like it would fit. Big lava planet, big lava monster guy. 
seems like a fair. Oh, it's far in the cage. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! That would be gr- that would be a good Easter egg if you just saw like someone dressed to, like Ford just in a cage in, cage, <laughs> in yeah. Muspelheim. And uh, reading from just one of the serial leakers over on the internet, uh, Jonathan with a with a zero in his name. Uh, of course, we know the second year post launch content is coming, and there's some images of a fiery daughter Muspelheim that's been leaked. Uh, data mining code would suggest the third expansion is going to be named Dawn of Ragnarok and will be set in the dwarven realm of uh, Svartalheim and my guess is you're going to expand into other areas yeah. this is kind of the good thing Valhalla gets that with um, with the Assassin's Creed games that in recent since the reboot ones they've always delved into the supernatural when it comes to the DLC Wrath of Druids yeah, is very much that Origins had like the flex the They've kept the main story fairly grounded, but when it comes to DLC, they flex the creative muscles a bit more. Yeah, completely. Like I totally adored Origins DLC, where you went into the Valley of the Kings in, in ancient Egypt and you saw like Anubis warriors and giant scorpions, and it was sunbaked and had a different color palette to it, and it uh, just it was so good. And then yeah, if this is going to different areas of uh, the kind of uh, different nine realms, essentially fighting various monsters from Norse mythology. Yeah. I'm down for that. I'm down for that. Yeah. Um, I'm a bit disappointed they're going Ragnarok because it feels Ragnarok's a bit played out when there's probably so much more of like not uh, like that mythology that hasn't been really touched on in pop culture. But mm-hmm. yeah, and we can see from the data mine as well just some other tidbits. You've got achievements and trophies already exist, so explore all territories of Svartalheim, uh, discover all the dwarven shelters, fully upgrade Odin's bracer. Sounds like it's some kind of magical piece of equipment uh, 30 enemies yeah. killed uh, teleport assassinate two enemies abilities uh, such as the ability to fly a crow and teleportation arrows as well as ice powers and the ability to resuscitate a fallen enemy so maybe bring them back to life maybe of some kind um, so yeah two expansions expect to see them in year two to expand on Ireland and Paris but we'll see um, I'm guessing we'll probably hear about that either at the next Ubisoft forward which I feel like we might see one before the year's out. I feel like last year we got one in around in the November time, so... Possible, yeah. If, if they want to do something before... Game Awards is December, isn't it? Yeah. Middle of December. If they want to get something in before December. If not, they might just be at the Game Awards. Who will know? Yeah. Who will know? And final story for the week, ladies and gentlemen. If you are a big fan of Halloween and you're a big fan of getting spooky, then check out Cake Bash on Google Stadia they've just put out a free update which is inspired by Halloween they've got creepy new flavours with some uh, fancy names Richie uh, let's see what we'd love a good play on words here uh, slice T1000 well, that's not really Halloween but yeah creepy flavours new creations new decorations and new music as well uh, with spooky instruments and Halloween stuff so if you're a big fan of Cake Bash uh, we are, we definitely are. We've played it a good couple of times on the channel. Uh, Do you want to play as Flan Helsing? Flan Helsing, oh dear. What's the mummified oh, one? Claro. Oh, instead of Pharaoh. Yeah. Oh, that's that's a stretch. That is a stretch. Um, Flan Helsing. Can you? Can we think of any? There's probably something to do with Dracula. Um, Donuts. Snackula. Snackula. <laughs> Count, that's, Count Snackula. That's, that's probably a one. thing. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, but yeah, it, it's great. It's a free update. Uh, I really wish with Cake Bash, they would uh, they would give us just a few more uh, game modes. I feel like there's so many more different party yeah. styles that they could add into it. But 
we do love to see a few more cosmetics as well and a free update so go fill your boots with cake if you so yeah. wish uh, and that's it Richie that's our weekly uh, roundup for all the stadium news Batman Wayne Tech Riders Republic Splinter Cell actually you know what I've just thought we've missed one story I didn't mention Monopoly Madness Oh, yeah, I mean, that bring madness so just to that. before it's we go, awesome. folks, I actually look. I'm looking forward to this one. So good thing I just spotted it there. Uh, Monopoly Madness is coming 9th of December from Ubisoft. Not too long to wait. And I realise why I forgot Monopoly Madness because the video I've got set up for it is Splinter Cell Blacklist, and that's why it's threw me off with that one. Uh, Monopoly Madness uh, looks great. It's a nice little title uh, coming out, which takes the Monopoly game, flips it on its head. It's a brand new style of Monopoly, Richie. I can't. I don't even know how it would fit in. But to read from the from I, the post, in Monopoly Madness, players will compete to buy and upgrade properties in Monopoly City, while Mister Monopoly is away on his well-earned vacation. They face up to five other players in short rounds that are frantic, real time, and race on the chaotic streets of Monopoly City with the boundaries of the board. Players need to collect money and other resources around the map in order to buy and upgrade their properties. The uh, more properties players own, the more points they'll get. But yet you fight in real time with bulldozers and jackhammers. It it looks it's weird. It's taking a different. It, it's almost like got a mini map similar to Overcooked, where you drive around. With, yeah, with loads of characters running around buying properties, destroying properties. It looks very chaotic. It kind of looks fun though. Like I enjoy Monopoly. I just unfortunately don't have the patience for it. Yeah, quite well, often. I feel like I want to see a bit more about this game to kind of fully mm. understand how it plays. Yeah, I know in the trailer there's like all these quirky characters having fun in the city, but um, different, random, another game coming confirmed coming to Stadia again. Another title that wasn't in the blog, yeah, that then got announced on Friday, I believe it was. So why why could you not tell us on Tuesday or Thursday that there's a great new fun title coming out next week or this week or later in the month? I really don't know. Either way. 20 playable characters inspired by classic Monopoly game tokens with their own unique ambience and architecture including iconic city, nightlife, beach town, cozy falls. Each environment comes with several levels and layouts giving a total of 20 different arenas to play in and fight with your friends to become the ultimate Monopoly champion while Mr. Monopoly is away. Uh, Of course, we discussed it on the podcast before, Mr. Monopoly and the Pringles guy, are they the same person? Yes, they are. Yes, they are. One has a monocle, but do you know which one? Neither. In the comments. Neither have a monocle, do they? I don't know. Mr. Monopoly. Down myself now. Mr. Monopoly doesn't have a monocle. Like that's like. And neither does a Pringles guy. Actually. So, so where have you got that from? I don't know. It's. Uh, it doesn't. It's matter. one of those Mandela effects that I think a lot of people yeah. think of. Um, either way, either way, that has been. The Sounds of Stadia podcast, episode 109. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening and tuning in. If you haven't done so already, do click like on the video, subscribe to the channel, and click that bell so you're kept in the loop with everything here at Helix Cloud Games. Uh, If you are listening on podcast services, uh, do leave us a review. I don't know how important they are, but every podcast I listen to, everyone tells the audience to leave a good review. Five stars, leave a comment. I don't know where you would do that, but it helps us find new audiences, audiences, And it's, people, yeah, it's a podcast equivalent of like giving a like on the YouTube video, basically. 
even if it takes a little bit more work. Uh, but yes, do share it. Do retweet this out. It helps us find newer Stadia answers and other people like yourself who are into gaming, into cloud gaming. They enjoy it and they want to talk about it. And uh, we can only rely on you folks to help us find new people. We can do so much tagging and linking and sharing, but we're only, we're only three people here. Uh, you're the amazing audience. Like I said, over 500 of you every week tune in. Especially shout out to all of our members, new and old, who support us a little bit more, just like you can. Click join below on the YouTube video and you get six days early access to our side quest episode. You get stickers next to your name and you get a lovely badge alongside in the chat too. Richie, what's this week's side quest topic? We're talking about Stadia 2.0. Stadia 2.0. And that is off the back, I believe, of all of the GeForce Now yep, um, we've GeForce Now is being upgraded to a 3080 um, graphics card and Xbox Cloud has been recently updated to um, Series X hardware. So, Lots of stuff. Let's talk about so is it what's time? Is it time as we come up on the second anniversary? If you want that early, folks, click join below. From as little as 99p, you can get that content up to nearly one whole week earlier. The day of recording... In fact, the day after, we'll have to see with this week as we're recording on a Saturday. But that's been everything. Thank you very much for tuning in, everyone. My name's been Chris. I've been Richie. And remember, play wherever makes you the happiest. Have a great week, everyone. See you soon. Bye.